0: Uh, But we have a lot of fun together and uh, really great pastors and great kids. They have great children and they have a great mama. And so uh, Kip, uh, Kevin's dad was one of my best friends, my best friends as a pastor and one of the most loyal, faithful members of our church. And then Kevin's mama's here, Sylvia. Stand up, Sylvia. And so we love Sylvia. All right. He has got a great, great mama, I'm telling you. You can always look and see if a man's going to be worth anything look and look see at his mama. He's got a great mama and a wonderful mom and also his brothers here, praise the Lord. And y'all know the brother and uh, his other sister, wonderful, also all serving the Lord. And Kip, Kip, if y'all didn't know Kip, y'all didn't know Kip. I mean, Kip is just like, Kevin will tell you about Kip. Kevin's dad, he's like, he pulled his own teeth, you know, with a pair of pliers and stuff like that. I mean, Kip is just a rough guy, ride his Harley all over the place. And uh, just one of my favorite people in the world was Kip. And so Kip is up in heaven right now. And uh, Kip wanted so much to be here to help uh, Kevin and Elizabeth in this church. He would be here today. And uh, I know in heaven, God lets people kind of look over and see what's happening. And God lets them know how people are doing spiritually. And so Kip, I don't know what's his assignment in heaven, you know. I don't know what Kip's doing in heaven. Maybe he's like running the chariots or something like that in heaven. But Kip's just a wonderful, wonderful dad. And Uh, We'll always remember his faith and anytime we were in a building program or something I'd always have Kip come up and talk to everybody because Kip would just get up and say all right everybody This is our church And we all need to give And then everybody would give and we'd make it (laughs) to the next month and uh, He would threaten them, you know bring a gun (laughs) to church or something like that (laughs) Uh, But We're very blessed to see this new church, praise the Lord, and and, um, uh, what God has done. And um, uh, we pastored for over 20 years, and now our son is the pastor in Alexandria. And we just got back from Nigeria. So uh, we were preaching in Nigeria, South Africa, and then did some meetings in Israel. And uh, then uh, next we're going to China Hong Kong, China, Philippines, next to Pakistan to do a meeting with 25,000 people in the middle of Pakistan, Uh, and uh, then 3,000 pastors in Pakistan, and none of that's on the news, but there's tremendous things happening. Jesus is coming soon, and there's a tremendous move of God in all of these countries, and in China and in Pakistan. And I know the Republican debates don't cover all this. And uh, the Democratic debates don't cover all this. But in the body of Christ, in the church, tremendous things are happening in all these countries. And then we're going to Nepal, then to Australia, then to Papua New Guinea. In Australia, we'll be in Perth, Australia, at Margaret Court's church. So if you're 60, 70 years old, you know who Margaret Court is. She's the winningest women's tennis champion of all time. And more than any present-day tennis champion, women's champion. And um, after she won all the tennis championships, became famous all over the world, she had a nervous breakdown. And she came to Jesus and got saved. And then she got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then she started a church. So she has a church in Perth, Australia, of over 5,000 people. In Perth, Australia, she's famous all over Australia and all over Asia. And their church and their ministry would go from there then to Papua New Guinea, which is a little island of very, very poor people. But last time I was in Australia, then I, uh, I flew six or seven pastors and their families to Australia to be in the meetings and they beg me to please come to Papua New Guinea. So we'll go on there to their little island and they'll have thousands of people waiting in tents and all kinds of stuff to have meeting in Papua New Guinea, which if you know anything about World War II, it was really where We stopped the Japanese and defeated them before they tried to come into Australia. So uh, great things happening all over the world. I don't know where else we're going. Of course, just came from South America, from Columbia. I don't know. Did they send a little video up here? Uh, Okay. Anyway, we're blessed to be here. We love Kevin. Please forgive me for picking on his his lifestyle. But uh, he is uh, a wonderful and great, great pastor. And he's got a great wife which you can tell what a man's gonna make it if he's got a great wife. So you see Elizabeth, she is one of the greatest pastor's wives and she is a great wife and she is a great mother and they were great blessings in our church. So don't worry about me bragging on them too much because if you're a pastor, there's always somebody that can humble you real fast. So I brag on them all the time. They're wonderful pastors, very blessed to be here with you and celebrate this new building. And I'm glad I got here the Sunday when the commodes and toilets were working (laughs) and the water's flowing and the electricity's working, the air conditioners are working. And uh, wow. So after years of the theater, and uh, when I'd walk in the theater and I hounded Pastor Kevin for years, Kevin Elizabeth, you must buy your own property for the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and we are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So you must, so Kevin said, I found me some property. He didn't know it would take $100,000 worth of dirt to get it so that y'all would not have to come in on a boat. But we found some property and we are on the property now. And uh, the earth is the Lord's, and this is a place where Jesus will be magnified and Jesus will be glorified. And so now you got the building up, and we could not, I can't use the word proud, um, I can't use the word proud because the Bible says it's not good to be proud, you know, be prideful. So I'm not, I'm not proud at all. <laughs> but I'm extremely blessed by what the Lord has done in Kevin and Elizabeth, and nothing makes us happier. Praise the Lord. And uh, I'll deal with the uh, Amish thing later. So praise the Lord. Uh, Come up here, (laughs) come up here, Trina, and uh, say hello to everybody and sing or whatever you would like to do.
1: Praise God. It's so good to see y'all. And I just echo with, um, hello from Alexandria. I see some folk. Wave your hands. Oh, it's so good to see you. Praise God. You know, um, you're a branch, I guess, of the church in Alexandria, aren't you? And we're all out of the same tree, and it's a tree of faith. Amen? 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 Amen. Praise God. The Word of God brings us faith. When you hear the Word, you believe. Things that were impossible become possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you hear the word, you become a believer, praise God, and you rejoice. I'm so excited. When I walked in, I said, I I think there's some joy in this place. Hi. My. Both of us just feel like talking. (laughs) Just talk a while. while. (laughs) I do have a song, though, and it's called Joy. Joy. Let there be joy. And um, aren't you glad? Just think of your life. How many have been saved in the last maybe five years? Turn your life around Yeah? Keep your hands up. Look around, everybody. That's powerful. Wow. How about in the last uh, ten years? Yeah? Got more? Ooh. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Amen old things are passed away and everything's new. Wow. How many got happy when you got saved? <laughs> yeah. I remember Elizabeth testified and she said when she got saved, no, filled with the Holy Ghost? Is that when it was? Saved, filled with the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Well, she, she went to the bar and ordered everybody uh, huh? Saved. That's when everybody got, what were they drinks? Margaritas for everybody. (laughs) I mean, that's what she knew, the celebration. You know, this is a good thing to happen. Let's all have fun. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, what we do in the world. But in the body of Christ and in the kingdom of God, you do the same thing. You just get something different to drink. That's the Holy Ghost to drink, you know. New wine, new wine. You make everybody happy and celebrate and feel good. Well, praise God, that's the real stuff. Doesn't make you feel bad. Amen. But I just love that when you first get saved, you get a joy that you never had before, right? You start grinning and people think, What's wrong with you, you know? What are you laughing at? But you get a joy, and that joy comes from Jesus. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. And therefore, with joy, we draw water from the wells of salvation, Isaiah 12, 2, says. Praise God. And we're supposed to rejoice. And in the midnight hour, when you cry out to the Lord, He says, hold on, hold on. I heard you, I heard you. And joy comes in the morning. Praise God. How many have been there? You believe God, you prayed, you believe God, and there came a promise, and you grab that promise, and God began to turn things around. Glory to God. And joy comes in the morning. Praise God. Well, this is a joyful time today. And I'm so glad we don't have to watch the clock too much like we did. get out real quick and everybody pick up your chairs and everything or whatever you had to leave so I'm going to sing a song and I want you to sing with me is that okay all right so it says joy you've turned it all around praise God and he's not finished turning things around in our lives thank God amen so go ahead and stand up on your feet and we'll kick on that song and when you leave today you will go man I learned a new song it's a happy song
2: my morning into dancing I can smile again cause I have told say this. Let
1: the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be magnified. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. You take pleasure in my prosperity, in my health, in my needs being met. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen.
2: Woo. Why don't you look at three people and say, God has been good to me.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: We got a special request. Is this set up to go? And what do I need to do? You can turn it up. There we go. one of the hymns of the church that
0: I love. Uh, You know, the scripture says in Chronicles that when they dedicated the temple, it says they began to sing, For the Lord is good, His mercy. They began to sing, The Lord is good, His mercy endures forever. That's all they were saying is, The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. It says, and while they were singing that, the glory of God filled the house. And it filled the house where they could see the glory. It's like a cloud that filled the house. To dedicate this building, we believe, God, that it's not just the church, but that the glory of God will fill the house. Fill the house. We built our church. I said, we're going to call it a place where the glory comes. The presence of God, the manifested presence of God. You say, What happens when the glory's in there? The Bible says that we are changed. Things you can never change when you get into the presence of God. Things are changing your heart. Things are changing your life. Things are changing your body. Things are changing your marriage. Things are changing your family. Things are changing your future when you just get into the presence of God. So while we worship the Lord, let's just welcome His glory to fill the house. His presence to fill the house. And let's believe that things will change, that you and I could not change. That you just have to say, God, we give you praise, we give you glory. You've changed things in my life. You've changed my life, changed my direction, changed my heart. He can change even your job, your finances. Everything changes when you get in the glory of God. So while we worship the Lord, let's just let his glory be conscious of his glory and let him work in us and change us but this is one of our favorite songs. Can
1: you turn up the keyboard?
2: She can Best will offer up. Eh? your hand let's just reach out and receive from his hand has pro
0: Today. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's just stand up together and Uh, Give the Lord praise before we get into the word and uh, thank God for his faithfulness. Amen. Lift your voice and lift your hands and thank God. Amen. Lift your voice and lift your hands and thank God for his faithfulness. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now lift your hands and lift your voice. Father God, thank you. Great is your faithfulness. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Your compassions, they fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Thank you, Father God, that you're unchanging, you're dependable, your word is unchanging, your faithfulness, that even right now you're working in us and working on us and working on our future, and we give you the praise and glory for it. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus, that we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus, washed in his blood. We have boldness in your presence because of the blood. We have confidence that you are smiling on us. We have favor with. God because of the blood of Jesus thank you for the Holy Spirit who's our helper and our strengthener and our teacher and we thank you for your word that works in us mightily today. Your word, we receive your word not like a man is talking to us but like it is the very word of God. We reverence your word and we'll not be hearers only, we'll be doers of your word, we'll act upon your word and we thank you Lord your word works mightily and effectually in us who believe. We thank you that you sent your word and it healed them and delivered them from their destructions, that there's deliverance in your word, there's healing in your word. And we thank you today for your presence that fills this place and fills us. We thank you, Lord, that we are changed today, that strategies of the enemy are stopped and broken by the power of the blood of Jesus, by the presence of God. And the blessing of the Lord has opened up because of the precious blood of Jesus in your presence today. We'll not leave here the same in Jesus' name, that our hearts and our lives are changed by your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. You can be seated if you want to. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, apparently Pastor Kevin's a lot smarter than I am because I really need a bigger podium than this. So in the next offering, or just forget it, I'll pay for it. Just get a bigger podium or something. Lord have mercy, you're so smart, and I have to have notes, praise the Lord. This is kind of like a Christian science podium. It's like, you just think you got a podium. There ain't no real podium. But anyway, praise the Lord, I'll put my stuff over here. 2 Chronicles chapter 5, 2 Chronicles chapter 5, and um, as we're in this uh, new facility and new building, we know that you as a church, you are the body of Christ and you are the building, but we're meeting in this place, the place where we meet. And so if you have your Bible, 2 Chronicles chapter 5, and I'm going to give you several scriptures quickly here, 2 Chronicles chapter 5 and verse 13 Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13. This is where they were dedicating the temple. The Old Testament it says, It came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound. Everybody say a sound. All right. It says that sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord that when they lifted up their voice. Everybody say voice. All right. Something about the voice, right? He said when the trumpeters and the symbols and instruments of music and praise the Lord saying... For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, verse 14, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Praise the Lord. Now, you're going to see this happen at the dedication of the temple, but it actually happened more than just on this occasion, Old Testament. And in the New Testament, when they were gathered together, there was a manifestation of the presence and the glory of God. Even in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, it says that Jesus stands in the midst of the congregation. That while you're praising God, it says that Jesus comes and gets right in the middle of the congregation. That's why there's healing and deliverance and blessing and joy in his presence, because Jesus is right in the middle of the congregation. By the congregation, that means, the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. So I like to say it this way, there's some assembly required. If you've ever bought a child a toy for Christmas, you know those words are terrifying. But, uh, and it's always about 10 minutes and it's about three hours. But um, some assembly required simply means that the church or the body of Christ, let's just say your body functions a lot better when it's assembled. So there is individual faith that we all have, but there's also what uh, the Bible calls a corporate faith. Well, there's a corporate faith when you're gathered together with other believers, then it's just one will put a 1,000 to flight, two will put 10,000 to flight. So there's a multiplication of power when you're assembled together in the body of Christ. Matter of fact, you can take care of more business in a couple of hours than you could in weeks by yourself. So the assembly of the body of Christ and believers together, the, the parts of the body assembled together, and In that assembly, it says they all came together, and it says, and they began to lift their voices. When they lifted their voices together, then it says they're praising and thanking God even tells you what they said, and you don't really have to be real smart to do this. It just says that they said, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Wow. That's what they were saying. So that says they said that they must have just kept on saying, For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, when you're having trouble in your body or in your family or in your life, if you just start saying, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever, because that means the devil will always challenge you at that moment and say, maybe God's not for you and maybe your faith is not working. But if you just lift your voice and say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And when it seems like you're a failure and you've come up short and you've made mistakes, and the devil say, well, see, there God's given up on you. you. Say, oh no, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. You just keep on saying that. And while they were saying that, it says that the glory of the Lord filled the house. The glory of the Lord filled the house. The glory of God filled the house. Now, what is the glory of the Lord? Because I'm going to give you a real quick definition of what the glory of God is. But it says the glory of God filled the house means that glory is literally a spiritual substance. It filled the house. They said it was like a cloud. We know on the day of Pentecost, it was like fire that was sitting on their head. It was like a wind that was blowing and the glory of God filled the house. What is that glory? But it filled the house, and it filled the house so strong that it said the priest could not even stand up to minister. Wow, how'd you like for that? Say, then the preacher didn't even get to preach today. Man, he couldn't (laughs) even stand up. In other words, the glory of God filled the house, and the priest couldn't even stand up. The word for glory simply means God's manifested presence. Now, you know that God is omnipresent because of who he is. That means he's everywhere all the time. Here it says it filled the house. What is that? Did you know the word for glory simply means God's manifested presence? But did you know the word glory in the Old Testament? It simply means the word heavy. Heavy. Isn't that a funny word for glory? The glory of God. So you'd have to translate it this way. Heavy filled the house. What's that mean, heavy? Well, here's what most uh, theologians say, that the glory means heavy because it means it is loaded with every conceivable good. That means everything that's in God is in that glory, and if the glory's in the house, you can get anything that's in God from that presence, from his glory, with every conceivable good. Matter of fact, many years ago, I looked this up in an old commentary, and it was not a Pentecostal charismatic commentary, just a regular old theological commentary, probably 35 years ago. So I looked up the word glory and they said, whenever you use the word glory, his glory fills the house. You'll have to put all of these English words because there's not any one English word that can describe what that word glory means in the Old Testament. What is it? Here's what they said. They said, you'll have to put the word wealth first. Wealth. You say wealth You're talking about money? You're talking about prosperity? Did you know the first reference to the word glory in the Old Testament referred to the wealth of Jacob? That Jacob got all this glory and God prospered Jacob, blessed him. What does that mean? That means God never shows up anywhere broke. That means anytime you get in his presence, there's wealth, there's provision. So, the law of interpretation in the Bible means anytime you use the word glory, you must include the law of first reference. The first time the word glory was used referred to the wealth of Jacob. So, the wealth of God and the goodness of God. So, anytime you say glory, you're saying wealth. How could that be? Because my God shall supply all of our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 4.19. In other words, in his glory, there's riches in his glory. That means the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God did not put the wealth in the world for the devil and the devil's kids. He put it here for his children and it belongs to the body of Christ. But we've let religion talk us out of the abundance of the blessing of the Lord. When you say glory, you're saying, my God supplies all of my need according to his riches In glory. And did you know that phrase riches in glory is four times in the New Testament? Riches in glory. Everybody say wealth. So they're saying anytime you say glory, that you must include wealth or abundance or provision and then it says, actually, if you study the earth, the resources in the earth, isn't it amazing how, you know, five, ten years ago we had such a gasoline shortage and oil shortage and prices going $4, $5, going to go to $10, and now it's down to less than $2. They found all kinds of reservoirs of abundance that they thought it was running out. <laughs> it ain't running out. Actually, there's enough wealth in the world for everybody to be a Billionaire. All right, well, I won't get into all that, but there's no shortage. I said there is no shortage of wealth. So I know you got the Democrats, you know, and uh, the socialists, and they always want to redistribute the wealth and give it five years to be back in the same hands because wealth goes to people who think and talk different. Anyway, praise the Lord. God actually is not a communist or a socialist. God is a capitalist. I can prove that to you from the scripture. Now, so you say Jesus said to him that hath, shall more be given to him that hath not shall be taken away that which he hath. And the guy that only had, that had uh, 10 talents, the guy that had one talent, didn't multiply his talent, he took the talent from that guy, gave the guy, had 10. In other words, God's investing in what is profitable. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So now, wealth.
3: Everybody say glory. Wealth. In other words, no way your
0: mind can conceive
3: of the wealth of God.
0: Just the earth and all that he is, there is never a shortage and never a lack, and God never thinks in lack terms. Jesus never thought in lack terms. I mean, somebody said when he was born, he wasn't on the ground for, for, for 30 minutes, and he had rich men showing up giving him money. So now... Wealth. Everybody say wealth. Wealth. Nothing wrong with being poor, but somebody said the best thing you can do for poor people is not be one of them. So now, nothing wrong with being poor. God just don't want you to stay poor. Y'all still here?
3: In the definition of glory is the word wealth. Wealth. And then
0: here's the other words. Are you ready? The word glory, wealth, and then the next word, here's all the words in the commentary, is the word commerce. You know what the chamber of commerce is? That means business is coming in and starting up and how the economy is going on. So that means in the glory of God there's wealth and there's commerce. Remember when Jacob went to sleep and he saw angels coming up and down on that ladder and the Lord standing on the top. And he said, the Lord's in this place, and I knew it not. It's amazing how God can be someplace and you not even be aware that he's there. It's an angels coming up and down. You say, what are they doing? They're not exercising. They're taking care of business. There's stuff moving. Chamber of Commerce. All right, wealth, numbers, commerce, numbers, wisdom, revelation. That means when you get in the glory, There's revelation knowledge. In other words, God will talk to you about the way you're thinking, about the way you're talking, about the way you see yourself, and talk to you about your future when you get into the glory of God. There's revelation knowledge. Then there's promotion. What's promotion? The Bible says promotion doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from the east or the west or the south. Promotion comes from God. Well, if God decides to promote you, there is no man that can stop your promotion. So when you worship in God, God said, even if there's no room for you in that business, he said, I'll make room for you in that business because I'm your God. They may say, you're never going to get a raise. You said, excuse me, I was just in the glory on Sunday and God (laughs) will bring promotion. All right, let me finish this. Wealth. Commerce, numbers, wisdom, promotion, dignity, power, authority, superiority, splendor, nobility, valor, magnificence, extraordinary privileges and advantages. That means in the glory of God, all this stuff happens
3: at once. In the glory.
0: So when Solomon... David, when they're praising God, they knew something supernatural happens from heaven to the earth whenever they started praising God. So while they're saying, for the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, then the glory of God fill the house.
3: Nothing's worse
0: than having church that's only religious and there's no glory in the house. The Old Testament God told them to write over the door, Ichabod. You know what the word Ichabod means? (laughs) Ichabod, the word for glory is the word kabod. Ichabod means no glory. What does that mean? They lost the glory. They're still going through the motions of their church and all their stuff, but they had no glory. So God said, write Ichabod. You know, I grew up in church, so there was a lady who got that confused. She didn't know it was Ichabod. And she said, thus saith the Lord, you write Michelob over the door of the church. There's no more glory. It's not really Michelob, it's Ichabod. Anyway. (laughs) Nothing is worse than being religious and going through the motions and having Ichabod, no glory. He said, but something supernatural happens when you start lifting your voice. Everybody say voice when you start lifting your voice saying the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever, then the atmosphere begins to change and the glory fills the house. And in that glory, angels are moving up and down. There's commerce going on. There's things that are changing where you had lack and need. God said, I'll take care of that for you. Don't worry about it. I'm your father, God, and the glory fills the house.
3: So when Moses
0: trying to figure out how to edit this sermon so forgive me for laughing so when Moses in Exodus 33 has assignment to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt his assignment to lead them out he's a stuttering guy you know he's got to go back there and try to get them out so he brings them out and in Exodus 33 Moses had to go pray he says Lord how am I going to lead these people and in the presence of God Moses said God
3: Show me your glory.
0: Show me your glory. How did he know what to ask for when he said, God, show me your glory? Moses had a personal experience with the glory of God, but I want you to see what happened. God said, There's a place by me where I'm going to hide you and I'm going to cover you. And then my glory is going to come by. You're only going to see my back parts. I'm not going to show you all of it, but I'll give you a glimpse of my glory. And it says, and Moses is hiding in this place beside God. And it says, and the glory God passed by and God said, I'm going to do this. Number one, I'm going to make all my goodness known to you. I'm going to show you my goodness. And number two, I'm going to reveal my name to you. And so Moses is in this place by God, a place in the rock because he's out. And here comes God walking by. God comes by. He said, I'm going to cover you with my hand. And then God removed his hand, and Moses got a glimpse of just the glory of God, the back. What was in that glory? He said, number one, it's all of my goodness. And number two, it's a revelation of who I am. Who is he? He said, I am Jehovah. I'm the almighty God. I'm the creator. That means if I don't have it, I can make it for you. He said, I am your healer. I'm your provider. I'm your shepherd. I'm your victory. I am basically everything you'll ever need for the rest of your life. He said, that's I am that I am. So Moses, bam, he's getting revelation of who God is. You got to know who your God is. He went, ah,
3: oh. And then it says, and all the goodness
0: of God passed in front of him. It doesn't say a little bit of God's goodness. All of God's goodness. It says that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. All of his goodness means he's not good in just one way. He's good in every way. His goodness, by your definition, that you may say, well, that's a good day. But when you understand the goodness of God, I told the Lord one time, I said, Lord, I knew you were good. I just did not know you were that good.
3: You just blew my mind with your goodness.
0: <laughs> Some writer said it this way. He simply said, there's no limit to God's goodness in his giving except his creature's capacity to receive. In other words, we limit God's giving by our capacity to receive because our thinking and our little expectation in God's sin. oh, my goodness. That means I'll be good to you. It says Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. That means when he heals your body, that means sickness and Satan's oppression is broken in your life and Jesus makes you well. He went about doing good. The Lord is good. How's that mean? Your body, your family, your future, your life, your finances, every area. The Lord is good. All of my goodness. And the Bible says, and Moses had an experience with the glory of God. An experience with the glory of God simply means when Moses came down the mountain, it says that his face was glowing like radiating. His face was glowing because he had been in the glory. And so now he's glowing. So when he came down, the people looked at him. He had to cover his face because they were afraid of him. What does that mean? That means Moses experienced the glory and then he started carrying the glory. Did you know Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. One translation is all have sinned and lost the divine glory they were meant to have. That means sin robs you of the glory of God and the presence of God and the goodness of God. But the moment you're washed in the blood of Jesus and confess Jesus as Lord, he restores the glory back to your life. That means you're in your house and in your life, the glory of God, the presence of God is in your house. Now, in the glory,
3: praise the Lord. God is called the God of glory. He's called what?
0: God of glory. What else is he called? The father of glory. What else is he called? Jesus is called the Lord of glory. What's he called in in Psalms? He's called the what? King of glory. In other words, everything. Do you know what heaven is called? Heaven is called glory land. That the Psalmist David said, when I die, I will fly away and you will receive me into glory. In other words, God wants all of us to know about and experience his glory and you don't have to wait till you go to heaven. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 says, The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will fill the earth. That means when I'm in Africa, if I'm in India, if I'm in Asia, if I'm in Vietnam, if I'm in Pakistan, wherever I'm at, I know there will be certain times that the glory of God will fill the house. When that glory fills the house, whoo, God can change things so fast. All right, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. I'll just have to quote this for you real quickly here. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17 says this, but the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? There's what? Liberty. Where the Holy Spirit's working, there's liberty. Other translations say emancipation from bondage. That means when the Holy Spirit begins to work, you can almost hear every chain, every shackle, every fear, every bondage just fall to the ground, and it changes you just by the power of the Holy Spirit. Read verse 18. He says, now, and we all with unveiled face, behold, is in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and we are what? Transformed. We are what? Changed. Everybody say changed. We are changed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. In other words, when you and I get in the presence of God, we behold the glory of God, and we are changed from glory to glory. You say, what do you mean glory to glory? That means from glory, that means his manifested presence, that means his revelation. That means his wealth, his commerce, his numbers, his powers, promotion, dignity, power, authority, spirit, nobility, valor, magnificence, extraordinary privilege, and advantage. You mean you go from glory to glory. That means God wants you to have more glory
3: this year than you had last year. But he says we are changed. Changed. I
0: mm. wonder how much change in people really do. You're trying to change. I mean, every year you've got a New Year's resolution. I'm trying to change. I mean, it's, it's tough, even just to change your diet. I mean, it, it, it could last last three days, maybe three weeks. Change your attitude. Have you ever tried to change your attitude? Don't look around right now. I mean, change. Have you ever tried to change your husband?
3: Your wife, your kids. Come
0: on how much frustration there is in just trying to change yourself. But he says something about the glory of God when you get in the presence of God. He said there's a transformation, there's a change that literally can save your life, can lengthen your life, improve the quality of your life just by being in his presence and in
3: his glory. You'll see your husband different.
0: You'll see your wife different. You'll see your future different. You'll see yourself different. When you get in the glory. Praise the Lord. All right, one more Psalm. Psalm 29. Can you turn to Psalm 29? And I know I'm going a little fast here, but we got the smart people here this morning. Psalm 29. How many like for the glory of God to fill the house? Well, I can tell you it will not happen uh, uh, automatically, and it will not happen accidentally. But I'm going to show you some things you and I can do today, and the glory will fill this house. Not just today, but it can fill the house. It can even fill your house. Amen. If you need some things to change, you can just be frustrated, try to make things change, or try to make people change, or you can say, Lord, let your glory fill the house. Psalm 29. You got that? All right, I'm going to read fast. Psalm 29. It says, given to the Lord, O ye mighty, given to the Lord glory and strength, given to the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. Verse 4. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes him skip like a calf. Lebanon searing like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the hinds the calf or the deer to give birth. He discovers the force, and in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. Look at that. He says, while in his temple, one translation says, everyone is saying, glory, 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 Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. And while they're in his temple saying glory, we're in his goodness, and in his glory, it says now while you're there, he says the voice of the Lord is shaking the wilderness. Come on, splitting the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord is making things that were barren give birth, making things that were dry change the scenery in your life just while you're in the glory. And everybody just going, glory, glory. That means the goodness of God. I always like to say God can walk and chew gum at the same time. That means the goodness of God will hit your marriage, your family, your body, your finances, all it once, just while you're in the glory. Everybody say glory. <laughs> I always tell people when God's doing more than one thing in your life at a time and you don't know what to say. Don't say, golly. Don't say, whoa, wow. No, the proper word to say is what? Glory. That means when he's healing your body, changing your mind, changing your attitude, fixing your marriage, and changing your children, and reaching out and fix, changing your finances. In the middle of you say, glory. Look at the goodness of God. The Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever.
3: Now, I want to submit this to you,
0: and then I'll try to finish this here, because this, this is months and months of preaching. Praise the Lord, but you have to grow a mustache if you're going to be able to finish this. So. (laughs) To experience the glory of God, Moses asked the apostle Paul, who was called Saul, three times
3: in the book of Acts, Acts 9, Acts 22, Acts
0: 26, Saul of Tarsus ran into the glory. And it knocked him down, and the glory of Jesus hit him so hard, knocked the S off the front of his name and changed it to a P. He had to change his name to Paul. In other words, Paul had an experience with the glory of Jesus. This is the glory that raised Christ from the dead. It's the glory of his presence, and Jesus is alive,
3: and Paul, bam, hit the glory.
0: It says it knocked him down, and everybody that's with him knocked him on the ground. Sometimes we pray for people, and sometimes the glory of God will hit them, and they'll fall out on the floor. I was just in Africa where 15 or 20 rows, like a wave of glory, all fell down. I never touched one of them. 15 or 20 rows, just the glory of the Holy Ghost just hit them. I never touched one of them. People say, you pushed him, didn't touch him. You said what happened? Somebody said, well, I don't want to go to a church where people fall down. You might not want to go to a church where people don't fall down. Because when Jesus was raised from the dead, the glory of the Father raised him from the dead, and it says, and the soldiers became his dead men, they all fell down. That means there ought to be times where heavy, the glory of God, the presence of God fills the temple where you can't, you just can't hardly stand up. You're just like, I got to sit down. Heavy just on me right now. The glory of God's on me. Things I could not change, God can change.
3: His goodness. But in the New Testament, the word
0: for glory is the word bright light. So Saul of Tarsus, that light, bam, it says a light flashed brighter than the noonday sun, and they all fell down. And Saul was blind
3: for three days. The light of the glory
0: of Jesus. Praise the Lord. It changed him so much. He changed all of his friends, changed his direction, changed his name. He says, We're well, changed. We're changed. How do you get into glory? How do you get the glory of God to manifest in the church? In the Old Testament, it says they just lifted their voice, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Now, you always got people who think that is not really necessary. They're always trying to say, I don't think all oh, that's really necessary. Oh, not necessary. It's not necessary. Is that really necessary? Well, let me show you something here. In 2 Chronicles 20, when the nation of Israel was surrounded by their enemies in 2 Chronicles 20... It says, when they began to sing and to praise God, saying, the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. It says, while they were singing and praising God that the Lord set ambushments against their enemies and the next three days they were gathering up the wealth of their enemies. In three days' time, they had a radical turnaround while they're just saying, for the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever. And God, bam, came down and smashed their enemies and they collected the spoil. What would you do if you believed that when you started singing praise to God the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, that God would set ambushments against your enemy. That God would come down and fight for you. That God would take things that the enemy meant for evil and God would turn it for good. In 2 Chronicles 20, it says when they began to sing and to praise God, what they do? They lifted their voice. Everybody say they lifted their voice. All right, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. The next one is in Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, and here's what it says. Paul and Silas were in prison, and they were bound up, And they had been out on an assignment. They knew they're in the will of God, but they ended up in prison. Their backs are bleeding. They're beat up. Their hands are bound. Their feet are bound. And it says, and at midnight, they began to sing and praise God. While they're singing and praising God, they lifted their voices. And it says, and the prisoners heard them. And it says, and while they're singing and praising God, that An earthquake came and shook the prison. The chains fell off of them. All the doors were open. The jailer his whole family got saved. There's a radical turnaround. What happened? The glory of God came down and hit that prison and shook it, and the doors came open, and all the chains fell off. Somebody said, I just don't know if all that's necessary or not. Then just keep sitting in the dark in your bondage and in your presence. But if you'll dare to lift your voice and say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. Come on now, there's a fight going on because it may not look like he's good. may not look like you're experiencing his mercy. You say, for the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, and the glory of God fills the house. Praise the Lord. In other words, your voice of praise connects you to the realm of glory.
3: And when you lift your voice,
0: amen. Now, I want to share this with you, so don't don't get mad at me, because you don't have to see me that often, but don't get mad at me. We've been taught by our TV society to respond with clapping. But Jesus never said he shall have whatsoever he clappeth. Jesus said he'll have whatsoever he saith. And did you know that when they lifted their voices, the authority is in your voice. But we've been trained, even my preachers say, give the Lord a hand. Well, that's all right. But nowhere in the New Testament they clap not once for the Lord. The Lord really don't need us to clap for him. You can clap for me. I said that's, that's a good point. Thank you. I appreciate that. But but your authority is in your voice. You can't just walk around your house, say, I'm going to clap, clap, clap around here and see what's going to happen. Well, the lights may come on and off, but if you want the glory of God, you're going to have to lift your voice. Come on and say, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And while Paul and Silas were lifting their voice, man, you just don't feel like doing that sometimes. You're like, I just don't feel like
3: that. When you lift your voice, Start
0: praising God. He says, by him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. The fruit of your what? In other words, not your hands. Not your clapping. Clapping is not really praise or worship. You can clap for a song. You can clap if you like something at church. I'm not going to take your clapping away from you, but I'll try to add your voice to you. That means in your home and in this church, you want the glory of God to come down. You want to access that glory. You'll have to lift your voice. There's something about your voice that God wants to hear your voice. Your voice is your address in the realm of the spirit. When you lift your voice, angels will come up and down on that voice and that sound of praise. When you lift your voice, it's like heaven will come down right on that place. I know it kind of shakes people up a little bit, you know, because my dad, my dad pastored over 50 years, so he's assembly of God, you know, Pentecostal, spirit-filled preacher. So he didn't mess around. And you come to church, my daddy walk, and say, praise God, praise God, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, glory to God. So my dad had Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians all come to his church over 50 years. His church grew to over 2,000 people in a town of only 3,000. He had 2,000 people in his church. He grew a hundred people every year. Twenty years. And he'd come up and say, We're gonna take care of some business now spiritually. Praise God. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And there's always somebody that comes in and there irritates their flesh. They're like, is that necessary? I don't think all that's necessary. Well. While they were praising God, the glory and the goodness of God came down. And the same woman that said, I don't think that's necessary, when she got sick and couldn't get well, while they were praising God, the glory of God came down, and she was instantly healed. She said, Pastor, I wish you would have praised a little bit longer. Don't let me stop you. Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
3: My mama was worse than
0: my daddy. My mama, she could actually interrupt the service. She would have probably already ruined this one. She would have interrupted the service, and you could hear my mama going, Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. My mother was what I always called a first responder. Like if you have an accident or something, you got people that are first on the scene. My mama never waited for anybody else to be the first praiser. She was the first responder. She didn't care whether you joined in or not. I came here to praise God. The Lord has ordained strength to come out of my mouth to stop the enemy, to stop the strategies of the devil. And she goes, praise God. Pray. If she hadn't have done that, I'd be dead at least five times by now if that's possible. When you're having trouble with your teenagers and your family and your marriage and your body and the doctor's report, you cannot be silent if you lift your voice for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And while you're praising God, the Lord will fight your enemies for you. I said, while you're praising God, when you lift your voice, say, I'm not going to be silent in this situation. You stay silent in depression and darkness,
3: oppression. Hopelessness that will never change.
0: But when the glory fills the house, you say, whoo, the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. That means he can change any situation when his glory fills the house. Now lift my voice, praising him, giving him glory. When they lifted their voice, the glory came. So this morning, Praise God. David said, oh, God. Psalm 62, I love Psalm 62 and Psalm 63. Psalm 63, David says, oh, God, you are my God. It's just not enough for God to be your wife's God. Yeah, my wife goes to that church. It's not enough for God to be your daddy's God or your pastor's God. You got to say, oh, God, you are my God. You're the God of glory. You're the Father of glory.
3: Until you have an experience with the glory. He said to see your power and your glory. So as I've seen you in the sanctuary, God,
0: show me your glory. I know my kids sit on the front row just like these. And poke around on each other and stuff like that. They got to be a teenager. And I knew the world is offering and TV is offering. Sin is offering. And I said, God, I ask you to visit my son and my daughter with your glory. So that you will not be their daddy's God. You'll be their God. My son's a teenager so I took him on a mission trip and the glory of God hit the place and I saw my son laying out on the floor. The glory of Jesus. He had a personal experience with the glory of God. I just pray for you that this church will be more than just a nice place where you get a nice instruction but it'll be a place where you can come, and the glory fills the house. I said a place where the glory fills the house, and you come you say, man, I can't explain it what happened in there this morning. But there was something in the house more than just a sermon. The presence and the glory of God filled the house. God, I'm so thirsty for your presence. I'm so hungry for your goodness. God, show and reveal your glory to me and to my children and to my children's children. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Stand upon your feet. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What did they do in the Old Testament? Well, the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Let's just lift our voices together and say that, For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Say it again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good, And his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Say it again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Again, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again. For the Lord is good And his mercy endures forever again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again, for the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again, for the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever again. For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. Come on, lift your voice and give him praise. Oh, the Lord is good. Oh, the Lord is good. Great is your faithfulness, your mercies, O Lord, your glory. Show us your glory. Come on, just tell him that. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. By your spirit and by your word and by the blood of Jesus, show us your glory that we live in the light of your goodness and your mercy. We live in the light of your goodness and your mercy. We'll praise and lift our voice. While we're praising in the Lord, Lord, you set ambushments against our enemies, every strategy of the enemy. While we're praising God, we'll be gathering the spoil the next three days, the next three weeks, the next three months, the next three years. We'll be gathering the spoil of the provision and the blessing and the goodness of God. Oh, you're the God of glory. You're the Lord of glory. You're the King of glory. You're the Father of glory. Thank you, Lord, for your glory, filling the house, filling us, changing us for heavy loaded with your presence, your anointing, and the light, bright light of your revelation to see revelation. We live in the light of the resurrection of Christ, that Jesus is alive. He is Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are the Lord of glory. We praise and lift our voice in the morning. We lift our voice corporately. Come on together. Together, lift your voice together. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, lift your voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, in my family, in my body, in my children, in my finances, let there be changes. Let your glory, your goodness visit our family and visit our lives. Let your glory fill the house. Fill the house. Your glory right now. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures. Woo! Come on, lift your hands and thank you for it. Right now the power of God is healing your body. Someone have trouble in your hip right now and the power of God's going right down your side and healing your hip. I don't know if it was injured or if that's arthritis, but that, 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 that is pain is leaving your hip right now. Begin to move your leg right now in the name of Jesus and right now you had trouble in your lungs and the power of God's causing your your breathing to open up and healing your lungs right now. We give the glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, you are the healer. You are the great physician. And right now in your heart, there's blockages been in your heart and those blockages are removed right now that your blood, your circulation now begins to flow freely and your heart is restored and health in your heart and pain has to leave your body right now in the name of Jesus. You that are facing a situation in your family that looks impossible. The glory of God will change and transform that situation by his presence and his goodness. Changes in your life. Changes in your thinking. Changes in your direction. Changes in your future. Changes in your provision. Changes the goodness of God. The abundance and the blessing of God. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good, hallelujah. Come on, lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice, praise God. Just say praise God, praise God, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, praise God. While they were praising God, while they were praising God, things turned and things changed, the goodness. Oh, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy working in your marriage right now. I said in your marriage and in your family. The power of God is working in your family right now. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, every strategy of the enemy is broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, right here to now, right now in this place, right now in this place, right here, right now, changed by the power of God changed by the glory of God. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Man couldn't do it for me. People couldn't do it for me. The doctor couldn't do it for me. But Jesus, you did it for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Now give him praise. Lift your voice and just praise him right now. Praise him like his goodness. The Lord is good. His mercy. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, you turned it around. You turned it around. You turned my mourning into dancing. You turned my sorrow into joy. You turned my lack into abundance. You turned my weakness into strength. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Great is your goodness. Great is your goodness, O Lord. Great is your glory, O God. By the blood, you restore the glory. Let your shining glory, the brightness of your glory, that we carry that glory, that we'll be loaded with your goodness, loaded with your abundance, loaded with your provision, changed by your glory, from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory, a greater glory, a greater glory, a greater glory, a greater glory. Thank you, Lord, for a greater glory. Thank you for a greater glory. Change from glory to glory. Praise the Lord. Now just laugh at the devil. He's a liar. Ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Let your glory fill the house. Let your glory fill the house. Let your spirit fill us. Fill us. Your glory fill us. Change us. Let your love prevail. Let your love prevail in our lives. Let your joy prevail in our lives. Let your peace prevail in our lives. Let your presence prevail in our lives. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. There is liberty and freedom from bondage of every sort. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we are free. We are free. We are redeemed. We are free. Jesus set us free. We carry the glory of God, the goodness of God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Now receive this word right now. My God shall supply. Ah, come on, now receive this word, mix faith with it right now. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. Now lift your hands and thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. All, every need, every area, my God, supplies all of our need according to his riches in glory. Woo! Go ahead and shout about it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My God supplies all of our need. Woo! Glory, glory. Come on, say glory, glory, glory. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Praise the Lord. Here's the way that Dad Hagen, Kenneth e. Hagen, used to say. He said, When the glory's in the house, he said, You just reach up whatever you need and receive it. Whatever you need right now, just reach up just like the glory is right here right now. And just say, Lord, I receive it. I receive it right now. You need strength, receive it right now in your spirit, in your soul. You need direction, Lord, I receive it right now. You need healing, Lord, I receive it right now. You need changes in your life, just reach your hand and say, Lord, I receive it changes in your presence, in your glory. Uh Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Come on, you need finances, you need your job, you need increase. I said, come on, quit looking to man. Quit looking to the economy. And you say, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory. Woo, go ahead and reach up and receive it right now. Uh Ha-ha-ha. Ha-ha, your job, your business, your finances. Blessed the blessing of the Lord, the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the favor of God upon your finances and upon your business, your job, that my God supplies all. Thank you, Lord. Now just reach up and just say, Lord, I believe. And I receive. I don't have to try to change myself. Lord, I just get in your presence and you change me. You change me, my attitudes, my affections, you change me. In your glory, I'm changed from glory to glory. Because of the blood of Jesus, Lord, in your presence, I receive. Now take the limits off of God. Just I receive your goodness. There's no limit to what you give. Lord, increase us our capacity to receive that you'll do things for us that we wouldn't even do for ourselves. It's your goodness. It's your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank him now. Thank him now. Do you have a song?